Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. I am your host, Carlos Diaz. to the Retail Corner podcast episode. We're very happy to announce that we have an exclusive guest with us today. We're in, interviewing none other than an MIT professor. And he's not just an MIT professor, but he is the head of machine learning at one of the best universities in the world. His name is Devavart Shah, and he's a professor with AI and decisions at MIT and members of IDSS, CSAIL, LIDS, OARC. He is the founding director of statistics and data science at MIT, and his current research interests include algorithms for machine learning, casual interface, and social data processing. Uh, he has received paper awards from Informs, NeuroIPS, ACM, and IEEE. He, he is also received the Erlang Prize and from Informs and Rising Star Award from ACM, Seek Metrics. He is a distinguished young alumni of the alma mater of IIT in Bombay. And in 2014, he founded the machine learning startup Select Inc., which was acquired by Nike in August 2019. Wow, what an amazing, amazing career you've had so far. It is a pleasure to have you with us. And thank you so much for giving us your time. How is your evening going today? Well, first of all, thank you, Carlos, for having me here. Uh, my evening has been going uh, terrific. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for having you. And I want to start our conversation for all of our listeners out there. Um, everybody always talks about machine learning and AI, right? AI in retail is kind of becoming the hot topic. But I really want to take a step back and get everybody to understand really the backbone be behind AI and machine learning, right? Which is data science from my understanding. And I would like for you to explain to our viewers a little bit more about what data science is and why that is the foundation behind uh, AI. Uh, great. So, um, uh, Carlos, as you pointed out, there are a bunch of uh, uh, words, disciplines that are here. One is, of course, artificial intelligence. Uh, another is machine learning. I would add to the mix statistics. And then we've got a computer science that's behind many of these things. And finally, the data science, which is an emerging discipline. So how do we sort of untangle many of these things? So why don't I start first by talking just about data science itself? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, uh, data science is one of those modern disciplines where people do something with data and something more complicated, et cetera. And then sort of that people view that as a data science. Uh, one definition is one of my colleague gave me once is that, well, data science is what data scientists do. It's a, <laughs> kind of an uh, interesting way to describe it. Uh, if you go to things like Wikipedia, it would say, well, data science is nothing but an interdisciplinary branch which involves uh, statistics, computer science, artificial intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, at some level, nobody's describing what is the mission statement, what is the purpose. 
Mm-hmm. When I teach data science class, uh, it's called Introduction to Data Science from the lens of statistics at MIT uh, to undergrads. Um, the perspective that we take is data science is about the process of going from data to obtain insights and use those insights to make decisions. So it's about a process of going from uh, starting from data, obtain some insights and use those insights to further make decisions. And that's basically what data science is. Now to do these things, sometimes you have to do a data processing, you have to acquire data, you have to clean data, you have to you know, convert text from uh, and get information out of it. You have to visualize it. You have to predict things and you got to do something more beyond that. All of these things when come together, that's what in my mind forms a data science. Now, coming to the other pieces about AI, machine learning, computer science, statistics, well, all of those traditional disciplines help make this process happen. And it's not one one of the only one of them, but all of them together that makes it happen. That's why data science is exciting, powerful, new, and something uh, really uh, impactful in my mind. Wow, no, thank you so much for describing that to us because I think that's so important, right? To your point, there's no true definition behind it. And I think the way you just explained it and described it to us really encapsulates all of the fields that it touches, right? I feel it's like an octopus with multiple tentacles, right? And it it has so many fields that it goes into, but it all circumvents back into one main point. And uh, talking about that, right? I think when it comes to retail, I think... Data science has always been used, but it's it's almost seems like every time it gets used, it's like they build ad hoc reports from scratch, right? And they build one report to look at one specific scenario that somebody at the C-level thought of. And that's about it. That report is used to analyze that one piece of information, right? So when we talk about expanding data science and combining it with machine learning, what do you see that the advantages are going to be when it comes to better understanding the customers and better understanding the complete retail experience for all the executives uh, and the different retail companies? Again, that's a great question. And um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, as you're introducing me, um, uh, for past five to six years, I spent time in retail, but coming from lens of machine learning and data science, where we founded a startup called Select, where the fundamental goal there was to how do we utilize the data that's available out there for retailers, their own data as well as the data outside, and how can we help them make better decisions using that data. Now, as you know very well, retail um, is, is a beast at some level. Mm-hmm. There's so many different um, uh, facets of retail. Now, for that reason, if one tries to think about it um, uh, in one place, it's really impossible. However, one of the amazing things about retail is that every decision problem that one wants to care about starting with finance to the plannings to merchandising to you know distribution manufacturing uh, to shipping all of that mm-hmm. in my mind fundamentally relies on one and only one thing and that's accurately forecasting the demand of products okay so let's take the traditional retail view that is you're in a store okay and in a store if you knew exactly how many people are going to walk in tomorrow morning to buy black shoes versus blue shoes in what size, 
then what would you do is you would not store anything in your back room you would have store which will be size of a cubicle okay mm-hmm. and all you will as soon as somebody walks in you hand them what they want and everybody uh, makes excellent profit okay oh yeah <laughs> everybody will be happy right no no problems with sending the wrong merchandise loss prevention issues nothing right you have everything that everybody wants for the day yeah it'd be magical exactly and everything worked just in time you know manufacturers would know what they should manufacture before there were things they should source from vendors and then from in terms of shipment no complications you know these things will ship online these things will go uh, come from store everything known the problem is we have no idea what that thing is and that's why retail becomes challenging exciting and there's a huge opportunity for something like data science because data science can use data as well as expert information that people have their instincts and put them together to make better uh, forecasting or better predictions of these kind of things and once you have that then you can use that as a important input to various parts of the organization to make different decisions absolutely absolutely and with that what do you think are are the challenges that retailers have been facing, you know, for the past 10, 15 years, right? Because more and more, they're wanting to analyze the data to your point, more and more retailers, they want to know what the customer wants, right? And there's so much technology out there that dictates the behavior of the customer, what they're looking at when they're walking into the store, which way they're going right or left, how much time they're spending in a section of the store, right? But even with all of that, there's still a big gap, I feel. And what do you feel are those challenges that they're facing today? What do you think that gap is when it comes to analyzing the data? I think there are um, primarily, I would say, the one challenge, and that's technological, okay? And why? what is that technological challenge? That technological challenge manifests in few ways, okay? One is the way retail is organized organizationally and how the decision-making happens in retail. And second is the data availability and utilizing it to make, let's call it, uh, the right uh, data, extracting out right data-driven insights and, and let's say help for decision-making. So let me make this a little bit more concrete. Okay, Uh, suppose you are a merchandiser. Let's say you are a merchandiser, uh, a young fashion savvy uh, in early to mid twenties, done great undergrad or something like that, but super (laughs) thrilled about your I love you even describe the age pattern and everything. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and you know, you know, you know exactly how the fashion is moving, all that stuff, and you are actually managing portfolio of let's say 10, 10 million or maybe even hundred million worth inventory in uh, a respectable brand at uh, uh, annually. And this means that sort of what you're going to do is you're going to order on the order of thousands to tens of thousands to sometimes hundreds of thousands of different pieces together for a given year for your uh, store. You don't have like uh, 20,000 people working for you. You most likely, you're a team of four. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? Well, you have information that's available historically that you load it up in Excel file. You look at it, chart it, produce it. Maybe you use some nice BI software to manually see where the trends are going. And based on that, you build your own instinct and you make some decision, that decision that gets passed on to somebody else, and that somebody else, again, gets your decision and some historical information, produces her or his own sets of Excel sheets 
to maybe do allocations or purchasing or whatnot. So in a sense, what's happening is there is a chain of command, so to speak, or collection of decisions that are happening in organizations run through individuals. All of them at the end of the day want to make retail successful. However, their view, their snapshots are so fragmented and the type of questions that they're asking are while related but different, okay? And yeah, no, really Re related, everybody's worried about their piece of the pie, right? And so they yeah. only look at it from their perspective of their piece of the pie without seeing the global picture, correct? Absolutely. And as they're happening, their questions are almost the same, but they're changing. So because of that, you know, we cannot have one big enterprise software like, you know, ERP system. Uh, like SAP or things like that. We cannot have that because everybody needs to twist that question a little bit. Mm -hmm. And hence, the only thing that works there is Excel files. Unfortunately, Excel files don't solve the problem. So what we have is we have one view, which is these extremely expensive, you know, multi-million dollar software solutions, which people can buy, but they cannot solve the problem because they're answering one or few questions. On the other hand, you want... Uh, you as a user of this system and organization, you want to answer a different uh, question uh, that you care about. Mm -hmm. And that type of the only tool that's available that can do that is Excel-like environment. So what we need to do is we need to bridge this gap, enable the individuals in organization to ask the question they care about and build this fabric of information across the organization so that everybody's, everybody's coordinated somehow. It's almost like the, uh, the analogy that reminds me of, I don't know if you remember the movie Avatar. Uh-huh, of course, yeah, yeah. And you know, in the Avatar, there was this uh, tree, the tree of uh, knowledge, tree of life. Uh-huh, of course, of course. And, and sort of if you sort of connect your spinal cord to that, <laughs> everybody's sharing the same information, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a tree for retailers. Yes. Yeah. I love that analogy. No, that's a great, great, great analogy. Absolutely. No. And, and to your point, I think at the beginning of the conversation, retail is so challenging because you're always guessing what the customer wants. Right. And mm -hmm. what we want as individuals when it comes to purchasing goods deviates so much based on our mood, right. Based on our psychology. I mean, so that makes it even a thousand times more difficult to get those guesstimations correctly. Right. And to your point, if there was such a system out there that would be capable of receiving multiple entry points of data and also producing an output that provides the output from multiple different questions that maybe folks in the same organization have, but from very different perspectives, rather than building all these ad hoc reports, to your point, using these very expensive mm -hmm. systems just to export spreadsheets and then make subdividends of those spreadsheets, right? And then end up with an archive of 10,000 spreadsheets that of course, on top of that, add turnover to retail. And now you have to train people how to use the spreadsheets that Johnny did 10 years ago that nobody knows how he did them or what was the formulas he used, right? So that brings me to the next question. That's a great point you made. Sorry? I said, I said that's a great point you're making. There is just spreadsheets are, are, are kind of, uh, are not sort of repeatable or they don't retain the history well. 
Mm-hmm. Correct. 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 Yeah. Everybody does their own thing. Right. It, so it becomes uh, almost like a puzzle. Right. In the, so in the midst of everything, you're trying to make your business profitable and you're spending 50 percent of your time deciphering the puzzle that your predecessors left there for you. Right. And that's just in your department. Forget about the entire organization. But that brings me to the next question, which I think it's super exciting question uh, and very, very exciting topic. I know that you've been working as a mentor to a lot, a lot of your students through your history, I'm sure, and through your career. But I know there's a specific group of uh, a specific student that you were working with who has joined uh, forces with our company, Proxima 360, in order to develop a product that we're going to be launching early next year. Uh, and that product really tackles the things that we're talking about, right? Uh, so instead of me, you know, talking about it, I would like to to open the floor for you to describe how was the experience and where you see this product having the potential of achieving on closing the gap that we're talking about. Absolutely. So this is a great point. Um, um, so I think sort of it's a perfect segue from our last conversation because as we were discussing, one of the challenges that we have is we need a very powerful uh, data to decision, intelligent decision-making platform that is ease of using like Excel, mm-hmm. but at same time, it has a power of sort of uh, entire data science, so to speak. That is, it manages to connect to all sorts of data, allows you to process, do predictions, do optimization, and then uh, automate the whole process and allow people to do uh, what if question and answer. Because if that happens, then these uh, retailers that we were talking about won't use these Excel files and create 50,000 Excels, but they'll go to this easy to use platform and everybody would do their version of question answers, their version of decision. And it would be one place where effectively the tree of life of, of, uh, of retail <laughs> would live. Correct. And, and in a sense, there was, um, there was one of the things, uh, uh, the student here, his name is Vinayak Ramesh. Uh, when he started his PhD uh, with me around 2016, uh, my interest was saying, let's enable something like this. And if you have to enable something like this, what is the technology that you have to build? And what we, what he did um, in short at MIT uh, during his thesis is actually build and enable this technology, what I would call graphical models or neural networks on steroids, basically. And he built the computational framework, which uh, allows you to do these kind of uh, computations that right now you can do on 68 machines, it happens on a small laptop like the one I'm using right now in seconds, basically. So short of the long, it's a very powerful technology, but viewed from a product perspective, it's an easy to use. And he's commercializing this as a, as a company called Ikikai Labs. And Ikikai Labs and Proxima 360 have come together to use this platform to build uh, extremely easy to use um, uh, a what if analysis slash decision-making platform for anybody uh, looking at the financial health of their organization, whether it's from AR perspective or AP perspective or from planning perspective, or you know just understanding what are the anomalies that are out there. So in a sense, going from lowest level to a little strategic slash tactical level, and this can be done by looking at different perspectives simultaneously. And I thought that what uh, these two teams together have done, uh, Proxima, from its understanding of the business problems and uh, 
uh, Ikikai Labs from uh, building their platform and putting this together. I think it's really exciting, and I'm uh, I'm curious to see how the market responds to it as uh, it sort of makes itself available. Wow, no, that that sounds amazing, and and of course, thank you in advance because as a mentor, you played a big part in in making that that a success, right? In materializing an idea into a reality, you know? I think it always, uh, any entrepreneur, anybody that's always innovating out there, they're as strong as the team that's behind them and that being, you know, your mentors and your guides uh, through your career. So so thank you for that. And th because in some way, in some level, you've, you've contributed to, to that being possible, you know? Well, thank you for your compliment, Carlos. No, no, I'm my really pleasure. My pleasure. And to everybody out there, I mean, in essence, what we're talking about, right? I, I know I'm kind of beating the, the dead horse here, but it's just so exciting. I want to make sure everybody at every level understands. If you are at home right now, working from home, and you're building all these spreadsheets, what we're talking about is really a piece of software that imagine all the spreadsheets you've built through your career. You're able to dump them into this machine, and it's going to have the capability of understanding why you're going to teach the machine why you're giving it these spreadsheets and what answers you're trying to answer with these spreadsheets. And it's going to learn, just like if you had somebody else that you're tutoring to do your job, right? Somebody else that's behind you and they're shadowing your everyday behavior. That's what the machine is going to do. And then it's going to allow you to be a lot more productive because rather than you spending all this time on building the reports to get the answers that you want, you'll simply focus on teaching the machine so that the machine gives you the input that you want and the output that you want, I'm sorry. And you will spend most of your time making those decisions, right? And moving forward. And the faster you make the decisions, the more profitable your business is going to be because you're saving time and time is money, right? Especially in retail because of the entire cycle of the product getting purchased till it gets to the warehouse and it gets distributed to the store. So rather than spending four days to know an answer, you'll know the answer in a couple of minutes. So it's very, very exciting. Um, so with that, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about, as I said, people are working from home. Obviously, we're still dealing with the pandemic. It seems like it's going away, but then it's coming back. So we don't really know, <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, what do you think are, are as, as people and as retailers get closer and closer to utilizing machine learning as the product that Proximate 360 and Iki Labs are going to be releasing what do you think are going to be the big hurdles that retailers are going to be able to overcome with this and the big success stories that you potentially see coming from this uh, product being available to the market? So I think this is a terrific question. Um, so uh, on one hand, um, this could not be a better, it could not be a better time for utilizing data science in your day-to-day -day operations as a retailer right now. And the reason is very simple. Traditionally, if you are a retailer, you have a good idea, at least at some instinct level, that how your business is working. Okay, So you might say, hey, you know what? Yeah, data science will help me, but maybe move my needle by only this much percentage. Now, depending on, of course, what size and what scale you operate, uh, small percentage movement can be huge too. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, Let's suppose for a second, hypothetically, that's not really something that you as a retailer are ready to spend more money, more infrastructure or whatnot, and you're happy. However, as we are in this uh, unusual times, all, all of your intuitions are off. All of my intuitions are off. But machine is not emotional. Machine looks at the data and picks up patterns, uh, behavioral patterns very, very quickly. 
Okay, and this with tools like sort of let's say what um, uh, what Carlos was mentioning can simply sort of have a data for a few months or a few weeks and help you calibrate your intuition much better because of useful predictions. And I think for that reason, this is a good time for you to slowly start using and introducing yourself to this kind of environment. So there is not only it's, um, uh, it's nice to have, but but it's in my mind right now, it's a must to have so that you survive in these turbulent times. And once you will sort of enable yourself to start using it, you will find that even in normal times, it's going to sort of propel you to better productivity. There won't be errors that will be caused because of humans, because you know I did not understand what your Excel formula was, or I mistyped Excel formula for that matter. Mm-hmm. And there won't be sort of the wastage of time and resources. So I think it's a great time to buckle up, invest a little bit of time and resource and bring data science home. I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah, to, to your point, there's no better time than, than now to invest in something like this uh, because the, the rewards that are going to come from it, right, as you very well mentioned earlier in the conversation, you're going to put any type of analysis that you've ever done in your history of your company or in your career on steroids, Right. So for the first time, you're going to have that capability. So so it's definitely something exciting to look forward to. And uh, as a last item, um, and again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, what would be your one piece of advice that you would leave out there? I think for both. Right. Because we get a lot of listeners that are very inspired by the entrepreneurs and by the executives that we interview. And so they're in the midst of starting their career. Uh, So for people that are starting their career and they're looking into potentially going into data science, and then also for executives out there in the market, what would be the one piece of advice you would want to leave them with? So I think um, it's important to understand both strengths and limitations of data science, machine learning, AI, whatever you want to call it, right? And uh, the strengths come from data and thinking through the process of going from data to insights and decision. And wherever you are in your organization as an entrepreneur, uh, as just a learner, you want to understand that whether you can execute those steps one by one, Carefully, and you should always try to execute those steps in a bite size rather than you know a terabyte size, so to speak. That is, do small, small steps one by one, and do them well, and do them quickly. Don't sort of just wait around. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I would say. And second thing is, don't expect AI and machine learning to do some voodoo magic. Things <laughs> that you cannot, you cannot sort of believe that will not happen, and if. Any, anybody who promises that sort of some voodoo magic will happen in your life because of AI and machine learning, don't believe them and then sort of stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely agree with you. No, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, I found our conversation very, very interesting and I'm sure listeners out there uh, are going to find it very interesting as well. And I think the overall message, right, is understand everybody that's out there that now is the time where we can not only depend on the art of retail, but we got to bring the science home and we got to make the perfect balance between each other because only the businesses that are able to really master the balance between science and the arts are going to be able to succeed into the future with all the challenges that are going to come along. Even as we go back into a normal stage, uh, maybe six months, a year from now, I don't know, but whatever that time frame is, 
this whole pandemic has put us in a place that now demands the customer is going to demand that balance between the arts and the science. Uh, Dervard, once again, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure having you with us. Uh, I think once we do the release of uh, the product that, that has been developed, I think it would be great to circle back and have like a post interview and see how things are moving along. And, and that way you can give us your input, uh, you know, once you see how retailers are utilizing the product. Absolutely. Well, again, uh, Carlos, thank you for having me. This is a terrific conversation. You have a lovely Sunday evening. Thank you. You as well. Take care. And it was great talking to you. If you wish to have a conversation with us, then email us at retailcorner at proxima360.com or visit our website at theretailcorner.proxima360.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and see you next time.